Welcome to the STR Data Lab. Hello and welcome to another episode of the STR Data Lab. I'm Jamie Lane, Chief Economist at AirDNA, and I'm here today with Jeremy Gall, uh, Breezeway's founder and CEO. Jeremy, welcome to the show. Hey, Jamie. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Awesome. So I'm Breezeway is a super interesting company, and I want to maybe start with how you got into it. I know there's sort of a a prior sort of life in the property management realm. And maybe you can sort of give me the the brief history of where you came from, how you got into the industry, and then why you decided to start Breezeway. Yeah, where I came from. I love that. Yeah. So um, without getting into too much of the back history, you know, I'd started a company um, called Flipkey Vacation Rental Marketplace in 2006, feels like a really long time ago, saying that out loud, and I guess it was. Um, we were a marketplace, help people find, you know, match travelers and property managers and rent by owners with um, great places they could stay. And um, so I spent a couple of years doing that, sold that business to Expedia and TripAdvisor, and had the fortune of working with a lot of property managers and owners over that time period. So felt like there was an opportunity in operations. Basically, I saw and I spoke to a whole bunch of my property manager friends, asking them about like, oh, this is really interesting, right? Like how um, consumers are expecting more, like Airbnbs bought hotel tonight, vacation rentals. You know, we did it. We got vacation rentals on Expedia. We got them on TripAdvisor. They're on Booking. And now they're cross-shopped with hotels. So hospitality expectations are really going up. You know, how are you handling that? Talk to me about your operations. And um, they were all like, whoa, you know, <laughs> operations is, it's, it's messy. It's really, really messy. And so, you know, we built Breezeway to help people really optimize their operations, think about how they service the property and from an asset management perspective, think about how they service the guest and really deliver this um, incredible experience and an, an elevated experience at the property. So, and when I was first sort of introduced to Breezeway and sort of the concept, and then hearing your sort of property manager background, it seems like a lot of property managers or owners of property management companies would have sort of gone the opposite direction in terms of operations of operations are the hardest part. Let's try to maybe uh, work on scaling other aspects of the business. And it's, I don't think it's any surprise that only a handful of companies have actually been able to scale a property management company over a, a few thousand units. So can you talk a little bit about what parts of that operations do you think is scalable versus not scalable? Yeah, I think um, it's really interesting. You know, we built operation software because I'm a glutton for punishment and uh, <laughs> I figured might as well try one of the harder things in the space. Yeah, things are, I think what's really interesting, you look at, um, you look at a couple of the companies who are being really successful scaling. They are leaning into the team, the people the processes, the brand, a little bit of the brand. I think about like Steve Schwab, Casago, doing a really nice job, like really clearly defining the brand and then enabling local offices 
to shine on their own. And I think that's what it has taken to really be one of these companies that scales like above a thousand units. You see it with a couple of other companies who are, you know, acquiring other property management companies and, you know, having building a national footprint. The ones that are doing it really successfully, they have a very interesting approach, like can be really hands off. They maintain the brand. They try to maintain the culture because this is a boots on the ground business. When I was starting Breezeway, I went to a VRMA conference and I was talking to folks uh, in a presentation. I said, like, you know, this is something that it can't be invented away. You know, like in the end, someone, and you may not love it, you may not love to hear it, but in the end, someone has to do all the hard, gritty work. Someone has to prepare these properties. Someone has to make sure they're clean. Someone has to do the right preventative maintenance and safety. Someone has to respond to the guests' requests and be there and have a local presence. And that's not going to go away. So people have been able to scale that, but it still is like, it is definitely a local problem. Yeah. And as you think back to maybe 2006 on when you started Flipkey, do you think you would have done it differently with all the knowledge that you have today versus maybe and what you did back then? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think we were a couple of, you know, young, naive, uh, people to um, start Flipkey and and go after it. Hindsight, there's plenty of things you would probably, would probably do a little differently. I think we probably would have, we had a great strategic partnership with TripAdvisor and with Expedia. The big thing we would have done differently is we would have insisted, you know, more capital, more resources to sort of build out that business and go for it even more internally but you know it's funny we, we did some interesting things like it was i remember we had a lot of product discussions it was debatable people your audience you know people unless they've been doing this for a long time they won't believe it but you know there was a real debate in 2007 2008 you know are people going to book vacation homes online yep. they put their credit card in are they going to book online or are they going to keep sending in checks and you look back now and that sounds ludicrous but that was cutting edge back then. Yeah. And that, and that was an essentially a bookable platform before Airbnb and sort of seeing the rise of the other OTAs and, and platforms that people were booking on. Like, it seems like the industry changed a whole lot and from the outside. And I didn't, I joined into the hotel industry in 2010 and started really digging into short-term rentals in 2015. But there was a big transition that happened from that 2010 to maybe 2017 time of sort of training the guests to book online. Was Flipkey just like ahead of its time maybe in terms of what you're looking to do? No, I think we were right there. I mean, Airbnb was just starting to do it. HomeAway had just done their roll up and it acquired a bunch of the listing sites mm -hmm. of which none of those listing sites you could, you could book online yet. Yep. You just send an inquiry and HomeAway was doing the same thing. And I think, yeah, a lot changed in that very rapid development for this entire market during that, during that time. And, you know, kudos to Airbnb and they did an amazing job. They did an amazing job building a community. I think that's something that maybe gets overlooked sometimes, but the community and like brand affinity that they built up with their audience is really remarkable. And they've used that to their advantage to sort of like build that and focused first on 
on urban rentals and really focused there first, not so much leisure and leisure destinations. We were much more focused on leisure destinations in the same way that, you know, Homeway, Verbo were focused on. Yeah. So jumping back into Breezeway, maybe help me with a, a sense of just like the and type of tools and what within the operations does the the Breezeway tool set help people sort of automate and optimize? Yeah. So we think about it this way, which is like, um, and you're, you've been in the hotel space for a long time. The, um, you know, typical hotel tech stack has a PMS system that is running a lot of the front desk offices and office functionality, channel management, marketing, distribution, rates, et cetera, reservations, and then a back office solution and sort of hub, which runs cleaning and maintenance, food and beverage service, et cetera. And when I was after FlipKey thinking about what to do, I was just thinking like property management is turning much more into a service business, turning into even more of a hospitality business, all sectors, not just short-term rental. And there's likely the need for another hub, just this operations hub. So Breezeway touches anything in time you are touching the property, all the back office work. So scheduling and coordinating staff and third-party cleaners and maintenance folks to get work done. That's a big category of work, which is around property preparation. There's an intricate dance that needs to be done as you get these unique properties ready for the next, for the next guest. So the scheduling, coordination, and then the validation of that work is pretty important. Because most people, if you've got a thousand properties, unless you're a big multifamily operator, if you've got a thousand properties in the short-term space, chances are they're distributed in multiple locations, which means having eyes on every property at turnover is really challenging. And so if you can get validation of the type of work that's happening from the field, from photos, validation, checklists, et cetera, it's really important. And plus, if you want to make sure you're maintaining your brand standard, really important that you understand how to get people to do, help them understand what needs to be done in the property to meet your brand standard. Property prep is a big category of the tools. And then the other one, which breaks up into a couple of different products is really the guest experience. So we think that the biggest impact on the guest experience is their interaction with the property. And so First, that's the property being clean, but then it's also how you communicate with the guest, letting them know that the property's ready. How do you answer questions? This is oftentimes big homes or apartments in the city where people are not familiar. It's a whole new bunch of appliances, amenities. How do I use this? What do I have to do? Tons of stuff in the news about rules and like, what you're supposed to do when you, when you check out? Well, you know, when you like to know and know easily. So a guidebook and a messaging product that really help with the guest experience. So just for listeners, like who, who would you say that Breezeway is competing most with? Is it like existing like manual processes that people are sort of running out of spreadsheets? Is it other specific softwares around specific like tasks or like all-in-one property management solutions? Like what is the convincing that you're ha having to do when you find a new customer? <laughs> Yeah, I think it's about, it's usually manual processes. Typically, uh -huh. people are trying to stitch it together. Yeah. If they're small, they are texting back and forth with service providers. They are 
sending emails, they're answering guest questions in multiple platforms, and they're trying to all piece it together and then paying people via Venmo. And so if you're super small, you probably don't think in your mind that like, whoa, I'm actually using like five different pieces of software to get this operational job done, right? But you, act, but you actually are, and they're not all connected to each other, which means the workflow that you're doing as a host or a, a rent by owner it's like really challenging. And it's already hard enough to handle all the marketing if you're self-managing and doing that on your own. So certainly for those folks, it's a replacement there, but you'd be surprised at scale managers with 20, 30, 3,000 units. They've had to create, in addition to the PMS system, they've had to create some manual processes, spreadsheets, usually something external where they're trying to manage this it makes sense of it. Number one, from the scheduling. And then number two, if they're communicating with their team, they're using WhatsApp or Slack channels or different things, but it's really disassociated with the operational work that they're doing, which opens up another whole vacuum and like an and opportunity for us. So, so you guys are trying to piece that all that together into in one spot where you're sort of running your operations as a business. Correct. Right? Because- because it's hard. And, you know, every time you do one of these things, like every reservation, every guest is unique. Their stay is unique. They have unique demands. And you carry this burden of operational failure. There are all these little points of things that can go wrong. And every one of those things that is going wrong, you know, is a chance that you're letting the guest down. You're having a material impact on the guest experience. It's probably going to affect your your scores and your rating. It's going to affect where you land the next time you're looking for guests in search results. It's important. So I've sort of been part of debates in the past where people talk about professionalization and they talk about prof- and what it means to be a professional manager. And one, what do you think about when you hear the term professional or professional manager? And, and two, what are the things that if it's maybe not like a room count or unit count or defining it, like, and what are the sort of automations, the tools, the processes that you think really make someone a professional operator? Ooh, I, I love this question. I don't know, maybe controversial, but um, I don't think it's a unit count. I don't think it's a room count. I think it is, you know, there's plenty of people who, you can call them hosts, you can call them rabbi owners. I think in general, what those folks are doing is they're making a decision that they're going to self-manage mm-hmm. their home or their their room or their unit. And that's a decision that shouldn't be taken lightly because it's a whole bunch of work, right? Yep, you might save some money because you're doing it on your own, but it's a whole bunch of work. And it's not just work on the marketing side. So I think... What makes somebody a professional manager has nothing to do with the number of units they have, but it has to do with a standard of care and commitment to the work to actually be a hospitality provider. If you are, you know, an accidental host or like a part-time, part-time host or owner and you're mailing it in, you know, that's not, that's not professional. That's not. You have to really care about your property, which I think is obvious. Most people do. And I think that's not really where people fall below the standard. 
they still care about their property and they maintain it to what they think is a, a suitable level. Oftentimes that's not good enough. I think that they need to really then also think about the standard of care for the guest and put themselves in the guest shoes and think about like, you know, yes, I'm not a hotelier, but how do I come as close to delivering that kind of an experience as possible? And if you have only one, you know, one unit and you're really dedicated to it, you can do that. And I think that bears out in the, in the data, in the marketplace from the RTAs. Um, but there's plenty of people who don't do that and they need to start raising the level of their operational sort of throughput. I think you had a second part to the question, which is like, what tools do they use? You know, I think it varies. Clearly, people on the small side, I don't think the tool set necessarily defines you. I'd love to say like, yeah, if you don't use Priestway, you're not a pro, but like, <laughs> I think that's a little too self-serving and, and foolish. I don't think the tools necessarily define you, but your interest in improvement does, right? Like, I, I also don't think like, you don't have to be on Airbnb, you don't have to be on the marketplaces. You certainly need to be marketing somewhere, but I don't think it's the tools. I think it's the dedicate. I think it's the dedication. I will say that as people are professional, as we see this ratcheting up, reaching that standard of care, which is always going to keep going up. Consumer expectations are going to continue to rise. If you don't use tools and you don't adopt technology, you will be at a significant disadvantage and you will struggle. You will have to make up with it with extra effort to actually reach that level. Yeah. And maybe digging into that a bit more. So Breezeway recently announced an integration with Airbnb. Airbnb is the largest marketplace out there. They've got 7 million listings. 6 million of those are managed by a host with less than 20. Two and a half million of those are hosts with just one listing. And so when you think about and Breezeway's sort of partnership with Airbnb and the sort of all the four and a half million hosts that are on there, who are you trying to serve? Is it all of them? Is it just those with more than 20? Like, do you see that there's all aspects of that partnership that could be beneficial? Like, what was the thought process there? Yeah, I think um, big question. And I, and I love it. I appreciate it. The, um, I think a couple of things like, one, I think going back to our earlier conversation, that integration is also a signal of the professionalism, right? Mm -hmm. And I think what it really is a signal is that Airbnb is increasingly committed. They have been for a while, right? But like they're increasingly committed because it's self-serving for them as well. Like how can we make people better at this job? Like how can we make it better for them to be a manager or a host and really deliver on the guest experience. And so now they're seeking out tools that will help people on their marketplace be more successful. But that's a, that is a key moment. You know, this is, this is very likely, you know, it's likely we can be looking back at this and saying like, this is another key development in the maturation of the short-term rental and vacation rental space where the largest marketplaces are thinking about how do we like broaden the tools that help people be even more successful to help them do better on the market and like raise the level. And so I think it's going to turn into a really big deal. And I think, you know, we, we want to help 
the experience across all of these units. And we think it's the tools that we have are responsive to people and we see it in our customer base. We've got customers with one property, two properties, really, really small. This industry is dominated. I think your stats are point this out, right? This industry is dominated by hosts, small managers, and sort of like an average unit count. When you take all the big, big, huge enterprise managers into account too, an average unit count that falls in the like 30, 40, 50 unit range. And that's the same for us. We've got some clients with 8,000 units running all of their operations across 35 different offices in an entire country of vacation rentals um, running on breezeway, you know, and like use, because in the end they have to do the same thing. And like, they've got to make sure that it's done, done really well. So we are excited to be able to help everybody that is um, on the Airbnb marketplace. And I would say in two different ways, like one, we help them with their operational workflows if they are using some really, really small folks, basically use Airbnb as their PMS, right? This is their marketing channel, but this is where they get all their reservations. This is where they set their rates that they're getting 90, they're getting sort of 90% or 80% of their volume from Airbnb. They basically use it as a PMS system. We can help them by helping them think about how to improve their operations and run all the back office on Breezeway. And the really large ones, who, or even small ones you use an external PMS. The other reason we're really excited and we spent a lot of time on our Airbnb integration is to pull out reviews from Airbnb in their API and then tie those reviews back to your operational workflow and tasks in Breezeway so that you can see what you were doing well, which tasks, which people, which assignees, which service providers you work with are tied back to like really great reviews or where your business could have been stretched a little bit. How many, did you have too many back-to-backs? Did you have cleaners? Do you have the wrong configuration? Like where did you sort of, where's some opportunity to improve? Yep. And and that was actually something I had, had caught my attention in, in the press release was sort of that digging into the reviews. And I've seen it done really well on the hotel side of linking reviews back to all those different touch points. And if you've got, a cleaner that's consistently de- delivering like cleaning scores of three versus all your other cleaners of five. And, and to be able to link that, link the operations in with the review scores and find out those pain points. And I know you just touched on a few of those, but are, are there any other sort of initial insights that you're starting to develop or, and that you see that you're able to deliver to people? Oh yeah. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. And we're just at the beginning of it, but it's, um, like because of our messaging product where you can automate the messaging that you send to guests, pre-arrival, post-arrival, checking in, check out, et cetera. You can then tie those, you can tie like insights from the reviews back to, well, when did I send these messages or what kind of messages did I send? Like what's the optimum sort of number of messages to send, the optimum engagement with these guests? So you can A-B test your operations. Yeah, exactly. Any cor- <laughs> what are the correlations between guests checking out early or checking out late in review scores? And, you know, property readiness is like heavily correlated to guest satisfaction. Mm-hmm. It should not be a surprise, right? <laughs> How, you know, you, it's, it's the same. You show up at a hotel, 
and you know you flight got in you get to the hotel your room's not ready and they're like yeah we'll call you like three o'clock four o'clock you're like this sucks right you're just sitting around it's the same thing right and your vacation rental if you think the if you think the property is going to be ready at four or whatever and it's not and now it's not ready until five you know that is not good mm-hmm. and so but um, you know, measuring that and understanding the true impact of that so that you can change your business around it and really account to make sure that you do that better. Very hard for managers to pull those insights out of Airbnb right now or pull them out in a vacuum. So my history is with guest reviews back from my flip key days, which was something we helped people with. It's taken us a little bit of time to get there at Breezeway, but it's always been the idea that It'd be really nice to be deep and tie all your review data back to your tasks. And we've got some fun stuff that we're working on in the background. And it it seems like you guys are uniquely qualified of being able to link to the back to the operations. Like and there's linking to the the rate paid, which can obviously impact review score uh, in a big way, but so many aspects of the operation, maybe even more so. Yeah, I think we're still at the starting. I would love to say, um, uh, yeah, I'd love to say we're awesome at everything, uh, <laughs> you know, but there's, we, we can be a work in progress in some things. I think um, there's just a ton of opportunity and we're excited about what's coming in the next couple six, in the next months for that sort of like, for larger clients, thinking about like staff utilization and how you tie like the ratings that you get, the amount of money that you paid, the time efficiency and the types of jobs that you provide these folks, whether they're internal staff or service providers who are a big part of your critical part of your operation. Mm -hmm. How do you tie all those back together so that you can change the incentives of how you work with people? You can pay people bonuses based on like review scores and how well they did. Like there's a whole, we're at the starting line of a lot of this really interesting operational sort of optimization that can be drawn out from the tools that we're building. And I think it's going to be super exciting and it's necessary. Yeah. Like property management's a hard job. Like it's necessary. I was talking with a property manager recently that gave, it was a simple thing. They like gave their like local manager an extra $10 bonus for each five-star review. And it was like, it was amazing how, <laughs> how that sort of impacted overall guest satisfaction when you sort of tied the two. And that sort of leads me into the questions I had, like we're a data podcast. So like what what are the KPIs that sort of are your favorite or the favorite ones that sort of talk to managers or hosts or people to track uh, in their business or even what, what are the favorite KPIs that you're tracking within Breezeway? Yeah, I think, well, maybe maybe first within Breezeway and then broader to, to, the, to the market, ones that I think are you know, so interesting. And that people should have on their radar maybe a little more than they can do. You know, review guest satisfaction is the business that we are all in. Mm-hmm. Right? And from an operational standpoint, like guest satisfaction has to be like your number one priority, right? That's what you're, that is the mission. So I think that's one that has to be, people have to be paying attention to. And then um, some of the deeper ones that are really interesting is like percentage of time and number of tasks on a per property basis. So really taking a look at your inventory, and this is this is probably for the larger clients or you know, people who have more than a couple, but really looking at your inventory and saying, like, where am I spending operational time? Like, 
Do I have problem properties? Something always broken. How do I then open up and leverage that as a conversation for the owner of the property to think about getting them to invest a little bit more? Because I'm always back there and it's a, it's a time suck. So I think that's another one that's really interesting. Team utilization as a KPI and like number of tasks completed per person is really interesting. And I think that can be lost on people sometimes, like that they focus only on internal staff, but that's important for external service providers as well, right? Like they are, you could be a really big part of their livelihood and how many tasks you're, you're able to get them, how many cleans or other work that you're sending them has an impact on, you know, how dedicated they are to doing the work for you versus someone else. So I think that's really important. And then quickly, I would say like as an industry, you know, RevPAR and AGR, and we talk about all these things. And I just think it's so fascinating that we have developed a vernacular and um, sort of a, a program where we think about revenue management in the same way as hotels. And like, all of this is pretty new. Like people weren't really taught, they were probably doing it and big companies were doing it. Not mm -hmm. everyone was talking about it in 2010. Yep. You know, it just wasn't the thing. Now we're talking about it the way that hotels do, doing really sophisticated data analysis and revenue optimization. But it's just that. It's revenue optimization. And I think we lose the other side of the coin, which is like profit optimization and thinking about like, great, I just made more money on this property, but like, how much do I spend? Like, is this property huge? So like my operational burden it's just like enormous. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's good, but is it working out and really taking a hard look at, at the cost side at the expenses and understanding profitability per unit and matching that to your owner expectations? Like how well are you satisfying owners from an asset management perspective? Also something I think is lost. Have you seen great tools out there for tracking like profit optimization? I haven't yet. No, I don't think... Uh, <laughs> I don't think, um, I think it's coming. Yeah. I think there's some people who are working on it. I don't think it's not something we're going to do because it's a little far off from operations, but we are bubbling up better and better information to help people understand the expense side. And we may start digesting some of the revenue stuff just to benchmark yeah. and help people understand, um, you know, what their maintenance expenses are and how they're doing this. Because I think... As supply, as like supply expansion in the industry has sort of slowed down in 2023, satisfying your owners even more and thinking about asset management, a lot of the sophisticated operators that we talk to, small or large, they are increasingly focused on the asset management side of the service they provide their individual owners. Well, that's that's great. It it seems like last year a lot of the I mean, hot topics were around property pruning. Like, how do you optimize the properties that you have, given that there's so much supply growth, and more than likely will sort of shift as supply slows to how do you continue to grow and grow and grow in the right ways, and sort of maybe moving into one of the last questions since we're coming up on sort of time is you've been around this industry for a long time, maybe more than more than most. And it's evolved a lot. And how do you see it continuing to evolve over the next two, three, five years? Like, do you see any big changes coming that we haven't talked about? Like, 
and we haven't mentioned AI. We haven't <laughs> mentioned further professionalization. Like, I mean, there's so much things that could change. Like, what's on your radar that's going to make sort of the big waves? I think it's going to, and I've had some debates with friends in the industry about this. Um, and maybe this is part of what you were saying about the debate about professionalism. Maybe less so about whether it's going to happen, but maybe the debate is more so like, what's the effect? Like, how does how does it shake out? Because I think it's pretty unassailable that consumer expectations will grow, and you're going to have to sort of get better. Yep. But what's more interesting is maybe like what happens next. What ha- what happens because of that? And I think. Um, the only one of the only people who would have been in this business longer than me, Carl Shepard, you know, doesn't do this anymore. <laughs> co-founder of Home Away, but you know, he had a comment a couple of years ago about like maybe this is the year of the revenge of the property manager, and he might have been a little early. But I think what he was getting at is that this professionalism is going to put some, it's going to put some pressure on the small operators. It's going to put some pressure on the hosts to really be good. And there's gonna be plenty, because there's millions of them, right? There's gonna be plenty that are really good and they're gonna lean in and like step up their game. But there's gonna be a lot of them as well who are gonna say, wait a second, this is really hard. It's harder than I thought it was. And I need a property manager, like I need somebody to help me do this because I can't, I don't wanna do it on my own and it's just too and I'm I'm leaving too much on the table. I'm leaving too much value on the table because I'm falling behind. And so I think it's gonna probably cause the end result is a shift more towards professional managers in the long term. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's gonna be a massive overcorrection, but I can't possibly see it going the other way, right? Like the owner and host share, I can't possibly see like increasing more than it is now. And it's probably going to shift towards shorts property managers. Unless Maybe. the automation tools just become unbelievable, right? Yeah. Well, the automation will help. <laughs> I know it's true. It's true. I'm like talking to get, I mean, I think the automation tools will, they will definitely help, but you'll have to be good at so many different things. And yeah. I think it's just going to be like, pretty tricky like revenue management alone you know which we haven't we haven't chatted about but like there's just so much opportunity on that as well there's so much data that's sort of being driven off of vacation rentals and so much more that's going to come out and ai it's just like you're going to really have to dedicate yourself to keep up and a lot of small small folks they didn't get into this business to be technology you know to be technical operators. They got in this business to be hospitality providers. And as that business shifts more and more, it's going to be really, really interesting. Yeah. And I've got a chart in front of me, like I shared on Twitter and it looks at churn, like we're 40,000 hosts are listings a month are leaving Airbnb. And that's some of the lowest level of churn we've seen in in six, seven years. And we're still adding 60,000 listings a month. Like Supply is still growing, but we know hospitality is hard. We know it's, and it can be tough. And as you said, like people are, are, are finding it's maybe harder than they expected. And they're either going to go to a property manager or they're going to get out. And maybe it's a big piece of this new and marketplace of 
trying to make it easier for people to either one, find someone to help them run it or two, find the tools that are going to help them automate it. Totally. And there's a, there's a lot of middle ground that's going to develop. I just think it's like that professionalism in the long term continues to probably accrue benefits for property managers. I wouldn't be worried about like the property management business. I wouldn't be worried about, you know, somebody asked me last week about like, you know, air, the collapse, like the Airbnb collapse or something like that. I was like, you're out of your mind. Like, <laughs> you're out of your mind. That's not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, and they're not going to be like millions of properties that are all of a sudden like off the market because they're underwater and you think you're going to buy, you know, you're going to get a property, you get a cheap beachfront property because uh, rental volume is down. Like, it's not going to happen. The, um, so I think like the industry is just really strong. And this is going to help. And I think you're going to see tons of value created from a bunch of technology that people are bringing um, to market. Well, that's a great note to end on. Maybe uh, last question is uh, where people can find you and where people can find Breezeway. Sure. Yeah. I'm at I'm Jeremiah at Breezeway.io. You can find out all about Breezeway at Breezeway.io. Shoot us a note. Love to chat with you, talk to you about our operations, and um, we'll give you a couple of good tips on safety and preventative maintenance. We do a ton of work in that arena as well. Well, this has been a great conversation. I've loved it. Thank you so much for joining, and hopefully, uh, see you around other conferences as well. I love it. Thanks, Jamie. Thanks for having me.